0: Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Uh, We lead with this because we want you to say this with us. In the very beginning moments of the class, we're already releasing faith that faith is going to be uh, built and strengthened. Get your Bible. Get something to make some notes with. Come on into the class with us. Put everything else on hold for a few minutes. If, if you're trying to do other things while you watch or listen to this, you're going to miss some things. You'll miss too much. So don't do that. Give it you know, it's just a few minutes. Give it your full attention. And let's believe God together for answers, real answers for right now. Father, all of us agree together, touching this, asking you for the anointing of your wonderful Holy Spirit. You said he would guide us into all the truth. He'd bring to our remembrance everything that you've said to us. He'd show us things to come. And so we, we reach out for that today. And we thank you for showing us what to do. We worship you as the Lord our God, creator of heaven and earth the giver of every good gift. We thank you for being so gracious and kind and faithful to us as you always are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you look again, please, in our great textbook, the Bible, to um, uh, Mark 5, and then we'll also go to Luke 8. This is recorded in Matthew 9, Mark 5, and Luke 8. The healing of Jairus' daughter. We've been on this for a number of days now and are continuing. These passages are handpicked by the Holy Spirit out of the many, many thousands of people healed in Jesus' ministry. Why were these picked? Well, it's because they are timeless. They're anointed by the Spirit of God, obviously. They're living and alive, and they are timeless truths that apply to everyone in every generation, in every situation. There's such a wealth of wisdom in these. Uh, Our our questions will be answered if we open ourselves up to His Word and and be ready to get rid of of other thoughts you've had or preconceptions or things that you've learned even in church. You know, just because a preacher said it doesn't make it the Bible. Right? (laughs) Or just because a beloved uh, parent or grandparent or somebody that you have respect for spiritually said something doesn't make it the Word of God. And even if somebody said the Lord told them, they can miss it Hmm? It doesn't mean it is, thus saith the Lord, just because somebody said the Lord told them. People have made mistakes. Oh, but this book hmm, is the standard. Do you believe that? We judge everything by the written Word of God, the Bible. It is perfect. No matter what anybody says about it. Now, I didn't say every translation was perfect. But the inspired Word of God in the original form, it is perfect. There are no mistakes. There are no contradictions. There are no flaws. If you think there are, it's because you don't know something. (laughs) If you think you found a mistake, then you just found something you don't understand. And when you do get more light, you'll see, oh, okay. No wonder it, it, it all fits perfect because it comes from a divine source, a perfect source. In Mark 5, let's continue reading about the healing of Jairus' daughter. In Mark 5, Behold, there comes one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. As we talked about yesterday, worship. Was the beginning of the miracle. Worship was the way to the rest of the miracle, the rest of what he needed. He besought Jesus greatly and said, My little daughter lies at the point of death. I pray you, come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed, and she shall live. Everybody say that out loud. She shall, shall live. live. Shall. Not might not could not we hope so you know you have to watch about uh declaring your need so many times people will say oh i i need this we have to have this we 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 we've got to have help there is zero faith in that statement no faith at all to say i i got to have X amount of money by the end of the month. We've got to have it. That does you no good at all. Are you all with me, class? And all it does is make you increasingly aware of what you don't have. Hmm? You become more and more need conscious. And you keep trying, you keep helping to convince yourself of the impossibility of having it by the time you need it. Uh, Notice he didn't say, we got to have help. Hmm? Jesus, we, we have to have help. Something has to happen here. There's no faith in that. It's just walking by sight. But do you hear what he actually said? She will live. She shall live. She will live. Oh, now that's faith. That's faith. No uncertainty. No ambiguity, no wish washy no wavering. She, that's a bold statement, right? I mean, religious people would have said, how do you know she will live? I mean, a lot of people wished they would have overcame, but they didn't. And, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. Well, that's not how faith talks. Now, faith is not just saying something off the top of your head. It has to come from a conviction based on something. And so he got this in his spirit. And Jesus, when he hears him, he hears faith. And faith redirected Jesus' day. Huh? Is that true? Is it true? Yeah. Jesus was doing something else. He was going somewhere else. <laughs> and even on the way to Jairus' house, faith interrupted. <laughs> Is that right? Interrupted Jesus going to Jairus' house. And we got the woman with the issue of blood that got a healing. Faith. Oh, it's, can you see why we have faith school? Is such an amazing wonderful thing. And what you find out is that everything is not predetermined and written in stone, that it has to happen a certain way. That would mean you don't really have a free will. Mm -mm. The truth is, you have a free will. And we, through our faith, can cause the manifestation of God's grace and His miracle working power to flow toward us and manifest in our lives. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Which is why Jesus said all things are possible to who? To him that believes. He didn't just say all things are possible with God. He said that, but that's not the only thing He said. He said, and to him who believes. So, Jesus and his disciples went with the, uh, the man, Jairus, and much people followed him and thronged him. The scripture says, skip down to verse 35. And while he yet spake, uh, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble you the master any further? Now, this is the bad report this is the evil report, and this is the language of unbelief, the language of doubt, the language of giving up and quitting. Do you hear it? Why bother anymore? It's over. Can you see that? Now, this is not an isolated thing that you'll see. Do you remember when God delivered his uh, people out of Egyptian bondage. And he got them over to the uh, border of the promised land and they sent the spies in. You remember that? And uh, the spies came back. And uh, two of them had a good report. You remember that? Joshua and Caleb. They said, oh, it's a fine place. You talk about orchards, you talk about vineyards, you talk about water. I mean, it is, it's the place. It's everything we hoped it would be and better. Come on, God's with us. Let's go get it. But the other, the majority, did you hear that word? The majority, this was two out of twelve. The other ten they said, uh-uh, no." Nope. Now, they saw the same thing, huh? And yet they didn't see the same thing. They heard the same thing, and yet they didn't hear the same thing. How many know it's, it's a lot in how you see something? It's your perspective of a thing. Didn't Jesus say, take heed what you hear, take heed how you hear? He would say, him that has ears, To hear, let him hear. Well, uh, one time he asked an individual, he said, how do you read that? (laughs) How do you read that? He knew what it said, but he wanted to know, how do you see it? And so the 10 didn't see it the way Joshua and Caleb saw it. Not at all. They said, are you kidding me? The walls are up to the sky? They're huge. There's no way you're getting through those walls. And if you did, you'd wish you hadn't. There are giants behind that wall. Biggest men we ever saw in our life. And they got chariots. Chariots were a big thing back then. They got chariots, but not only that, iron chariots. Iron 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 chariots, iron chariots can just run right over you. And there's nothing you can do about it. And you can throw stuff at them and it just bounces off of them. They're bad stuff. They're bad. It's like tanks of the day. It was. It was like their tank of the day. And and so all the people, there are hundreds of thousands of people here hearing these reports. And they all they heard both reports. But which one did they go with? Does anybody know? Which one did they go with? They went with the evil report. And the Lord was angry with. Uh, them and and angry specifically with those 10 spies because he said they brought up an evil report against the land and and notice what what's happened they contradicted God God said it's a good land that flows with milk and honey they said it's a bad land that will eat you up can you see that and yet Them and Joshua and Caleb saw the same place. And can you see what's going on here? Uh, Jesus and the disciples are going with Jairus. Why are they going to the house? They just got interrupted, right? By the woman with the issue of blood. That held things up a little bit. (laughs) But now they're back on their way. Why are they going? Tell me, class, why are they going? Why are they going? To to see a healing. Is that right? To see a healing, a restoration. Elsewise, there's no reason to go. Right? Why did he go seek out Jesus to start with? Why did he fall down and worship him and make his request? And what did Jesus say? I'll go. Come on. Let's go. (laughs) Right? Where are we going? We're going to see a healing. But here comes the bad report. Have you ever got a bad report before? Hmm? Anybody ever heard a bad report? Evil report ever came to you? I know it has. If you live a whole lot longer, you reckon you'll get through your whole life without ever hearing any more bad reports. Oh friend, bad reports are on the news cycle 24/7. Is that right there? (laughs) And with all of our social media and all the internet, oh dear me, you are surrounded by bad reports, morning, noon and night from every conceivable place, but it's up to us which report we believe, right? I mean, we sing a song sometimes, don't we? Whose report (laughs) will you believe? You might know the rest of that chorus. We will believe the report of the Lord. And can you see, that's exactly what happened in a moment of time. They're on their way to the house. They're on their way to see a healing. And these people come back from Jairus' house. And these are people he knows. And who knows him. You've got to remember, Jairus is an important man in the synagogue. And that's why you see this real turnout of mourners. <laughs> and it was also, there were musicians. There were musicians. Uh, I mean, these are like professional mourners. <laughs> You're laughing, but there is such a thing, and there was such a thing, and so um, they—that's uh, why this turnout, out. Why he is the head of the synagogue, so everybody that goes to the synagogue and all their families know him, and so uh, it has gone all over the the village or the community or the town. The head of the synagogue, him and his wife, their little twelve-year-old girl, just died. Isn't that terrible? Isn't that sad? And so people are showing up, right? And they're bringing casseroles. And (laughs) I'm not knocking that. It's just that all these people have showed up, right, to mourn. And so they sent a delegation to find Jairus. Why? Because his little girl just died. And they find him and he's got this uh, uh, healing evangelist and the crusade team coming with him. And they say, look, you know, you don't you quit bothering these guys. I'm sorry, Jairus. She's gone. She's gone. It's too late. Quit, quit bothering the master. It's too late. And Tell me what Jesus said. Tell me what Jesus said. Why bother the master or troubling any further? Verse 36, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, what they said, this is an instantaneous response. Hey, he, he didn't wait any length of time. Why? Because what happens in the next few moments here is critical. Hmm? Whether we have a miracle or not is being decided right now. I know a lot of folks don't believe that, but come on, open your eyes, read the scriptures. What's going on here? Whether we have a miracle or not is going to be decided in the next couple of moments. Jesus heard it. He said to the ruler of the synagogue, don't be afraid. Be not afraid. Don't be afraid. Now we've heard that phrase. You can't read the Bible and not hear that phrase. Right? It, it, you hear it so much, you can start you know, not paying attention. Angels, a lot of times when they show up, what's the first thing they say? Fear not. Fear not. <laughs> That's not just standard greeting. There's a reason for that. Why? Because fear is trying to get a hold of somebody. Fear. And even an angel coming and giving you a message, why would he need to say fear not? Well, uh, you wait till you see one. Huh? They are, the Bible said they are mighty in power. They are, and and some of them are apparently really big and glorious. And so uh, Daniel, who was such an amazing man of God, when he saw uh, one of these beings, he said he fell at his feet like he was dead and could not move <laughs> until the angel touched him and strengthened him to be able to even, you know, uh, scoop himself off, off the floor and say something. Why? Because, why would the angel say, fear not? Because if he can't get you out of fear, you probably won't even hear what he's got to say. Right? You're going to be so distracted and so... Fear paralyzes the brain. Is that right? And the body, it, it, fear can keep you from even hearing anything. Fear is not God's will for us. So everybody said out loud, God, God did not, did not give, me give me the spirit of fear. Well, if He didn't give it to you, do you have to have it? Should you have it? It'll it'll come on you it'll come against you but don't receive it resist it like we were talking yesterday speak right out loud at times and say fear I resist you leave me fear and like the psalmist said yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil I refuse to fear I will not fear What you're saying is, you're not saying you don't feel any fear. You're not saying no fear is there. You're saying you're not accepting it. You're not receiving it to come on inside you. You can't control what comes against you. You can control what gets in you. And you haven't lost the battle until you stop resisting. Until you, you quit. You give up resisting. So he looks at him and he says, be not afraid, only believe. Hallelujah. Go over to Luke's account of this. Luke 8, while we're on this part of it. And look down in verse 49. While he yet spoke, there comes one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, your daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. Again, just like any evil report, all the way back to with the 12 spies and any, anything, it is an attempt by the enemy to get you to accept hopelessness and to give up and to stop your believing. Your believing causes problems for the enemy. <laughs> hmm? And, the, and, and if he can't get you to quit being persuaded of what God has said and expecting the fulfillment of God's word, if the devil can't get you to stop, he can't stop it from happening. That's right. No matter what he does, he can't. He can't stop it from happening. And when God's power and goodness is manifested in healings and miracles and provisions and protection and deliverance, It causes all kind of problems for the kingdom of darkness. Right? And he's liable to lose a bunch of people. Can you see that? Because when people see and hear the goodness of God manifested in front of them like that, it draws them to change and to come to him. It did then, it always has, it always will. So the enemy and his cohorts will do everything they can to discourage us And feed us with hopeless reports, uh, give up, quit, there's no use. Did you you hear these phrases? Don't bother about it anymore. Just quit trying. This is the enemy pleading with you (laughs) to stop believing. And if you're smart and you know what's going on, you'll go, never, never, I will never stop believing what God told me. Right? Amen. And so what you see is that these other translations bring out that Jesus heard what they said, but he paid no attention to it. Uh, let me read to you from the NIV. Uh, let's see, I'm, I'm moving too quickly here. Uh, we, we read the Amplified yesterday, the NCV, the New Century. It says Jesus paid no attention to what they said. The the BBE says, Jesus giving no attention to their words, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, have no fear, only have faith. Like we said, you can't can't do both. You can't just keep vacillating. Quit doing that and do this only. Stay with this. Hallelujah. Look in Romans, the fourth chapter, if you would. Romans chapter four. We talked about how those 12 spies went and saw the land. Two of them came back and said, oh, it's amazing, it's amazing, let's go get it. God's with us, we can do it. That's how faith talks. But the majority, did you hear, the, you hear that word, majority? The majority said, there's no way. There's no way. We're all going to die. If we try to attack that place, All of us are going to die. We are like grasshoppers in in these giants' sight. They will just trump us. They will trample us. They will kill all of us. And they went all of them back to their tents, and the whole congregation that heard it, they believed the majority report. They believed what most people were believing and they went back and they sat in their tents and they cried their eyes out and they said, we're going to die out here in the desert and they got mad at God and they got mad at Moses and they got mad at Aaron and if they could have only seen they were this close to being in the promised land it, that it could just held it together for a little while longer. They had already seen what God can do in getting them out of Egypt. You can't say they didn't know. But it's a choice. And there are spiritual forces at work. Why does the whole congregation mourn and cry in their tents all night after hearing a bad report the enemy is involved in this? Come on, can you see that? If you'd have walked through there, you could have felt the grief. You could have felt the depression. When you, when you sense that, Evil is active. Wrong spirits are manifest. Oh, but when you're around faith, you can sense that too. And it's victory. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's We're coming out of here. We're not going to perish out in this desert. Did you hear about those vineyards? Did you hear about those orchards? Did you hear about those beautiful streams and ponds and mountains? And whoo, I'm going to have me in a state over there like you've never seen. Is that right? Huh? Come on, let's go get our place. There's victory. There's life in faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Somebody said out loud, I choose choose to believe believe the report of the Lord. Lord. I refuse to believe believe the report of fear. I reject reject the 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 evil report. I believe, I believe God's good report, God's good. And, it so. and it will be so, and it will come to pass, will come to pass. For, me. for me, hallelujah. And Keep that scripture in mind, we've got to come back tomorrow and talk about that. That's all our time for today. We'll see you tomorrow here in Faith School. I've got